I'm really excited. I was given permission to air the sequel to I Got Caught. I'm thrilled for you to listen to this. You might be asking why. The reason is because it's honest and raw. You're going to be able to hear how a couple works through a very uncomfortable topic. And that has to do with sex. So listen in and most of all, stay to the very end when you hear how his wife responds. I hope you enjoy. Hi, I'm Jeannie, the host of Maximum Desire. Have you lost your desire for intimacy and connection? It wasn't that long ago I lost my confidence and desire for intimacy and connection. After high medical bills and no answers, I went on a journey to find solutions. I've been married over 30 years and overcame my challenges through research and a lot of hard work. I created this podcast to help you ignite the desire and passion for intimacy, feel more confident in and out of the bedroom. Now, if this is you, you've come to the right place. Now let's get started. Welcome back to the show, everyone. It's Craig and Jonah. Sorry, my hat. Uh, it's turned around because I can't show you what I have on my hat, but I, I'm... Says he loves his wife. Yeah. <laughs> not inappropriate at all, but I don't want to make endorsements on this video for people that may not want it. <laughs> and I'm uh, self-conscious about my receding hairline. So here it is. So look at it. Vanity. Look at that. All, no. All I see is forehead. Oh my goodness gracious. I'll be wearing a I'll be wearing a wig here soon. <laughs> no more vanity here. You, I, I got Jiminy Cricket over here I, keeping me on this on the I, I would hair. never oh. have said that you have a receding hairline. That's all I see. No. You're you're imagining things. <laughs> all right. Some of you will have seen, I'm not sure what, which episode it is. 103. 103. Entitled, I Got Caught. Yeah. Um, I Got Caught. And uh, for those that saw the video, you know what it's about. Those that have not, um, use your imagination. <laughs> <laughs> so. He got caught alone. Just and not with another person. Just I mean, I'm just clarifying. Just, just me and my hands. <laughs> We're gonna struggle to get through this. <laughs> yeah, and it was a, it was a devastating uh, couple of days for my poor wife. Because she was the one that caught him. Yeah. So there was, uh, so Joan and I recorded an episode the next morning, which was probably our best episode ever. We're going to have a hard time topping that one. It's, it's just, just so you know, it's, it's on YouTube unlisted, but, it, but I think the people that Google and the NSA or whatever are circulating around because the views keep going up, even though there's about four people, five people in the world that have access to it, supposedly. Somehow it's getting out there. <laughs> And so I'm just going to let it go until it gets back to me too closely. But uh, it's uh, it's a true story. And you may eventually see that. So there was no closure on that. There was no obviously happy ending to that story. Uh, It was actually kind of bleak. We, My wife and I had not spoken yet since. I think there should be a brief recap. Uh, Craig got caught. His wife was upset and understandably so, and there was a lack of communication for a little while. 
and that's where it ended. That was the end of the episode. Yep. yep. Wednesday morning, I think. Must have been a Wednesday morning because it was a Tuesday night. Yep. Wednesday morning, my wife and I um, didn't say anything all day. I mean, we had to text a few things about the kids, but that was about it. And then, um, which day do we go to <clears throat> go to church? Is that Wednesday or Thursday? Uh, I think that was Thursday. So we still or, going. Oh, was that Friday? No, it, was, it wasn't Friday. It was. What day is today? Saturday. Yeah. So it was. It was definitely not. It wasn't yesterday. No, it was Thursday. Yep. So it was going on for two days where we really did not talk at all. Um, there was there was a lot of information she was having to process <laughs> that was new to her worldview. Which is, I mean, it was a surprise to me since uh, we talk about these issues almost every week. And apparently that's not an uncommon thing for uh, wives to be unaware how men live their lives sometimes. Yep, that uh, my wife was surprised as well. A friend of mine's wife was very surprised as well. Even though for the guys, it's very normal. Like that's just how we live. Right. It's uh, from... uh, from single men to married men to priests and maybe popes. We're just hoping that maybe somebody can overcome this, you know, or at least show us the way if there is like if there's a if there's a true way out of this that doesn't involve our poor wives being Well, I think it's especially difficult for married men. You know, I think there's probably some priests that have overcome it because eventually your cells, your body stops producing sperm and I'm sure that's a relief, you know, if you're trying to avoid that sort of thing, but with, when you're married you wouldn't want to kill the intimacy in your marriage. And uh, so sporadic intimacy leads to issues for men is well, what it really comes down to. Well, and yeah, and you and I kind of had this analogy the other day. We had talked on this recording, we had talked about, it's like telling someone that never has never smoked to tell a smoker to stop smoking. And I said, it's an actuality. And so if like for a single guy or celibate, you know, you can truly be like cold turkey or at least try that for us. It's more like go from being a chain smoker to smoking once a, a cigarette a day or something like that. Or if you're a chronic alcoholic and they say, well, just have a drink a day. Mm-hmm. Like that's for many people worse than. Um, or it might be a drink every other week. Yeah. Like for, for men, um, hopefully we're not in a completely intimacy free marriage. And even if it's sporadic or in, infrequent, it's happening and it, <laughs> you never really get that out of your system, so to speak. And so. So I think for married men in a special way, like overcoming this issue, so to speak, is, I would say, harder mm-hmm. than, than someone that can just be like, I am never experiencing that at all in any form or fashion, either individually or with someone mm-hmm. else. I agree. So anyways, so <laughs> we're really beating around the bush here. I don't remember how it went, but I... um. I'm trying to remember how things well. So Thursday, I she had asked me if I was gonna come home for lunch, I think. And I says, I'm not really in the mood to eat. I went up to church actually up the street here and was praying. And we must not have talked about it all that night. And I don't know when I shared it with her. If it was I think Friday, maybe I shared our episode yep, with her. You did yesterday. Yep. And that was kind of the I don't know, that was the spear in the ground, so to speak. She was either, because, oh, and here's, I guess, here's the follow-up. Uh, we did exchange some messages maybe on, the not the next day, so maybe like Thursday, and she expressed some of her, her hurt about this, and I put together a pretty, pretty teary video for her that I 
I probably won't ever share with anyone. I probably shouldn't share it with anyone, but I really kind of laid out in personal what what I was feeling, why I thought it was happening when it happens. And I sent that to her. And I would say too, that I've heard this from other people. There was another couple that I know that they just said their only piece of marriage advice was when you get so mad at each other, and I'm not saying this is your situation, but when you get so mad at each other that you can't speak, you should just write letters. Yeah. And I want to say, I want to talk about that. One of the major problems that we have had is like having an like having an in-person in conversation because I had I had suggested I said can we talk it was so this is Thursday I said can we talk she was kind of ready to talk and I invited her in to town where my where, where we're at right now actually and she's like well I don't think being in town is the right place to do this well I said would you like me to come home we could go out to the back of the farm and talk and she didn't I kind of gave all these options and she said I just don't know like she just and and to be honest with you, we don't communicate well that way. Like, I think there's a really good chance that us talking and me saying something and her giving feedback may have just blown up, like spiraled. That's kind of what's happened in the past. And so I started to write this letter to her thinking, well, I can convey it that way. But there's hazards with that, too, because, you know, a lot of what gets communicated is how the person reading it interprets things or what isn't said or mm -hmm. whatever like so i said well, well screw that i'm a podcaster for crying out loud so <laughs> threw on my hat uh the the hat that i can uh, to hide the receding hairline which blows my mind i, yeah, I, I don't want my that. i don't want my wife seeing that good oh gosh vanity she lives in it for goodness <laughs> sakes so i uh i recorded an episode uh and i just kind of poured my soul out for her she didn't really respond to it, but that was sort of the first. I, she could see me. I said, I just said, I'm going to try and be honest with you. You can see me. You can listen to me. You can judge for yourself whether you believe anything I'm telling you. And man, that was uh, and that was very helpful for me. I had to kind of collect my thoughts and try and be honest with someone that I had hurt really bad. Mm -hmm. So I did this video. And then, not on purpose. You had hurt her bad, not on purpose. I mean, you know, she, she was she, hurt. She was hurt. Obviously, I didn't do it on purpose. I was hiding it for crying out loud. Yep. I'm just, I want to bring yeah. up that it wasn't anything that you did on purpose. No, it was she, that she caught you. Someone in that, that felt and, very hurt by that. Yeah. Um, so I tried to communicate to her more kind of the back because to try to help her better understand what did and didn't happen. And one of the things that I, that I communicated in that is like, look, when that happens, I'm only thinking about you. My wife, not Jonah, that I'm <laughs> I'm thankful to hear yeah. that. <laughs> just I'm not gonna say I'm not slightly yeah, upset, but yeah. you know, just <laughs> <laughs> you did point at me, but try, yeah. Try to contain the jealousy. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So I just said. I'm not justifying what happened, but I'm just telling you when it happens, I am thinking only about you. I'm not thinking about anyone else. I'm not using pornography or anything like that. I'm just thinking about you and I'm not going to say any more about what I said. So I put that out there. And to me, that was, this is how I communicate well. Like this is much better and easier for me to communicate than by written. And it's also really easier for me to communicate something like this, the sensitive when I'm not 
you know, if she's angry about something or something at the at the moment bothers her, I get off track and I I want to make sure I got everything out there that I wanted. To yep, say. the conversation get derailed. Yep. So I did that, and then um, we really didn't talk about it. And then she was starting to kind of soften a little bit, I think. And then so Friday, I think I sent her that episode, and I said, look. Because, like I said, this video I did was very somber and very emotional and tearful. And, the, of course, the one that you and I did was <laughs> the opposite, very opposite. And and, and so I, I was a little afraid that she would take kind of our our reactions and stuff that morning as being um, inappropriate, given what it how deeply serious this was for her. I mean, as terrible as it was for her, it, it was a funny damn set of circumstances yeah that i think she kind of sees the humor now and i'll show you why she she gets the humor anyway so i shared this video with her i said i want you to see it i said i think there are people that really need to hear this and since i've gone through the whole embarrassing situation we might as well let someone get benefit out of it because we both recognize that obviously there is misunderstanding and miscommunication and this is a 20-year marriage uh, this is not unusual. This is probably far more common in terms of the communication barrier, the lack of understanding. And and so I sent that, and I'm until so you and I are going back and forth watching the views on this video, trying to figure out if she even watched though, it yet. Even though nobody has real <laughs> access to it, but it's good. <laughs> and I'm, I'm to the point where I'm going to have to pull this offline because I don't know who's going to see this video. But not that it's it's only that it's embarrassing. Nothing is. It's it's a bad bear, like I would not want my dad for crying out loud to see this. He has like, no internet access. Yeah, but the Amish could tell him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did you hear? Yeah. <laughs> if it reaches them, so, it's a saturated market. Yeah. Lord, send me a sign. Um, <laughs> Be careful what you ask yeah. for. I sent it to her, and I had sent it to some other people that really, really needed to hear this. I think. And I think everybody needs to hear it because if if you're in a relationship and you don't have intimacy that's frequent, chances are this is going on in your house. Yeah. And your relationship is suffering from it in, in reality, as far as like there isn't as much of a connection as there could be. And I will tell you, just because it'll be important for what I'm going to tell you now, there was the, the discovery involved of just <laughs> with video footage. You need to know that. Um <clears throat> So that could be turned on remotely. Yeah. And it hadn't been used in a while, right? And so I was surprised that it would have been well, turned on. It could be turned on unbeknownst to the person in the room. I can. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm going to say about that. Can I ask one? Why? So did she say, like, what made her think I should turn on the monitor to see what's going on? Like, was there a moment where she had the, the light bulb went off? Because you said it hadn't been used in a while or whatever. It's just sitting there. And... No, well, it, it's not on all the time. It's on. So we could turn it on and off. I don't think this. she was not thinking this. She was like, Kelly's up there for a long time. What's like you. I yeah. took the kid upstairs and she expected me to come back downstairs and he wasn't coming back. Mm -hmm. So she just got curious, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Curiosity killed the cat. So she turns it on and she finds something that she did not want to see. So last night we had started talking a little bit and um, and I had gone upstairs. I had brought and I'm taking some of the kids to bed. So I go upstairs and uh, I, we started texting each other because I knew she had seen the video. I'll just, I'm going to be brutally honest here. I said, um, I need to know if there's any chance of us being intimate tonight. Just need to know one way or another. 
The ultimatum yeah, in, a, in a text message form. Yeah, this is how we do things in our house. I two chicken. Oh, <laughs> this I, is interesting. I said, also, I love you and I think you're hot. <laughs> there you go. Way to, way to stimulate her. He said, maybe, which is, that's what I get. Oh, that's, maybe. That's the, it's fair. That's her, that's, that's as uh, hot, hot and spicy as she gets usually. In terms Not, of, well, at least it wasn't a no. It wasn't a no. <clears throat> so, I mean, so you got to hold out. So, so she says she said and then a little bit later she said seriously it's just been a couple days though <laughs> well you can't count, so and I'll, I'll tell you this too you can't count the solo act towards the days it doesn't really make sense like it's not it it, it just doesn't work that way I, I said it's been six days yeah i'm gonna leave out what what else i said but I, i'm just telling you how it is <laughs> <laughs> I can read it. Ah. She says, well, for us, it's been six days, but not for you. Ooh. And I was like, thank goodness for this opportunity to educate my poor wife. Yep. I said, it's not the same. It's not even close. No kidding. You said that. It's interesting. That felt, I told that to Dolores as well. I'm like, you know, there's just something that is so different about that, that the other way is a trap door where you just like, it's a very temporary sort of it relief. Was, it's a very temporary relief. I said, it's not even close. I said, I'm happy to elaborate if you really want to know. <laughs> but I said, sometimes you settle for a little temporary relief. Yeah. I said, you're so lucky you get to learn all this now. It's <laughs> 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 so that she gives me this emoji that's like this, like, like, you know, like stop talking. Okay. And then I says, well, you can't block me now. I know where you live. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, you probably don't want to read my draft email that I had done. I said, I said, like recent or an old one. She's like, oh, the other day, since we never really talk about anything, I said, it's up to you. I said, all I've wanted to do is talk about these things for so long. And I was scared. I said, I've prayed for the day that I could talk about these things and not feel scared about it. <clears throat> and so she's so. So she's so she sends it to me before I said, I just want the communication to be better. I said, I. That's hundred percent genuine. I just need to know that it's safe for me to share what's on my heart. Heart, even if you think what I'm saying is stupid. Mm -hmm. Um, I said it's hard to describe how tortured I felt all these years not being able to talk about these things so much. I said I love you so much, and I just hated how bad it felt. I said I don't want to go back to those days. Mm -hmm. She said, "Okay, I'll send it." She said, "The first half is more of the initial next day thoughts and feelings." <laughs> I said, will it kill the mood if I read it tonight? She Fair said, question. Yeah. <laughs> she said, pretty sure you'd be dead if you lost the mood. <laughs> ah, that's also a fair response. Yeah. She knows you. <laughs> I said, as long as you're okay, I'm confident I could power through it. <laughs> that's a great exchange. Well, it, and this is fair. I hope she's okay with me sharing these. I mean, I think it's it's, she, fair. it's fine. She's like, well, I don't think it's right to jump right into bed if we haven't talked about it. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I said, do you want to come up and talk about it or do you want to send it? Either way is fine. I just want to share my my thoughts freely. I said, and you should be able to do the same. We were waiting for a couple of our kids to come home. They had been out. Uh, I know the clock is running here, but I'll keep it going. Let it go we'll okay. over time. We got it. All right. We were waiting for a couple of the kids to come home. So she was downstairs. She's like, if I come upstairs now, they're going to come upstairs and want to find out what's going on. So so I says, okay. 
and I said, I love you. And I said, you know, thank you for sharing your life with me as weird as it is sometimes. And she said, I love oh, you too. Oh, which is why, it, which is why it hurt. She said, anyway, so we, and I don't remember this before or after the email, because I do want to kind of get to the email a little bit. I see an eye roll emoji there. That's my favorite from my wife. Yeah, it was uh, that from you or her. It must be from her. her. I said, yeah. this, this is what you've unleashed with your knowledge. There's no going back now. <laughs> so to give me the eye roll. <laughs> I said, did you know I've researched chemical and pharmaceutical libido killers, Zen meditation? I said, I've literally, literally considered everything to make this stuff stop. That's true. So I was plowing my driveway one night. I was plowing <laughs> snow and every pass, Craig would have something to say about some other form of alternative, yeah. like <laughs> sexual act to try to reduce any urges. I didn't care if it was listed or not at that point in time. <laughs> Craig has researched it all, but then the strangest part is, is that I also had <laughs> looked at it too, so I could talk to him about it. <laughs> she, she said, but I said, it's relentless. I said, you can run, but you can't hide. And she's like, you've mentioned it once or twice, I think. She said, I should have brought mint tea, tea today, dang it. <laughs> that was a joke. We don't know if that is that effective. It, 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 couldn't, it yeah. couldn't squelch the testosterone in that guy right there, I don't think. You know, it'd take a lot. I have to overdose on it. I said, uh, and she said that, I said, well, you would hear Jonah yelling from his house if you did. He said, why? Because you would have texted him? <laughs> Since you apparently share every gory detail. <laughs> I don't even know what to say about that. <laughs> Our wives have kind of grown, recognize the fact that we, we talk about a lot of things. We typically don't share details, though. No. no. Gentleman has his limits. Yep. Oh, I'll, I'll leave this part out. Can you summarize? Okay. It was about, uh, I said, I know things about him that you could not handle. And she's like, TMI, I don't want to know. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. And I, so, okay. But, I thought you are talking about me. Yeah. He's going to get all sappy now. Uh, I said, I can't even begin to say how much his friendship has helped me. Oh. <laughs> oh you make me cry here, Jonah. I'm going to stop this damn video. <laughs> but I said, it all started when we went out for breakfast that time. So that was the end of that. So she sends mm -hmm. me this email and I thought this email was so profound. And this was kind of her initial reaction to it. I think she'd be okay with me reading this. I, I mean, I think this is just a, a wife's raw reaction to this stuff until she finds out what it's like. Yeah. She said, I've been physically ill. I don't understand any of it. I don't buy the, it just happens in quotes. She said, you make a choice every time you lay down there, you do that. I do feel betrayed. I, I feel like nothing more than a body. Mm. How, how do I even be? So she's like all these times I did it because I knew you waited you know, you know, been a while. So how do I even know that now? Oh. She's like, and here she said, and here she recognized, she said, it wasn't even three days and you were doing that. It was three days. It was, I, I'd count four, but it's like, <laughs> there's no day zero. There's still time left on the clock unless it's 1201, you know? Yeah. Okay. Anyways, she said, what point do I come into the picture? I don't understand how that can be love. Oh, uh, oh, how, how can it ever be holy when it's relegated to animal action? Mm. I don't know how to move forward. I don't know how to support you other than what I've already done. And then in parentheses, she said, resulting in numerous children. <laughs> all these kids. I'm sure she loves all of you. Just <laughs> Yeah. But all you children. <laughs> we've had kids because good grief. Poor Craig and his sad puppy eyes needed <laughs> relief, right? I'm sure I'm not the only guy out there. Especially within the traditional Catholic circle of... Uh... 
following the every rule to the strictest letter of the law. Yeah. She said, have you ever given that thought to that? Um, you're not the only one who struggles with this. Are you so consumed with the animal in you that you can't even begin to look at how it might affect someone else? And she said some other things that I'm going to keep out, but she said, that's how I feel that mm -hmm. and sick. Um, and then she was talking about how stressful being a mom is. And she thinks about her kids. We have a son that's a Marine. She mm -hmm. worries about, I mean, it's dangerous there. He's not to war or anything, but it's dangerous. We have kids that have some issues and she worries about them. And so she said, for me, any desire means possibly another baby like she knows every time that we do that you know you're practicing nfp that's always a possibility she really doesn't know if she could handle another one you know another pregnancy not feeling well tired trying to do all this other stuff in the house and, and her I, job you know there's and then i have another baby who needs me um she said i may have brief fleeting thoughts about it but some, i'm just sorry kids screaming and whatever just makes it really hard for me to spend time thinking about it. I was like, like, this is what I, I wanted to hear. I mean, I, I, under, you know, I oh. can't fully understand that, but I, you know, because we can't fully understand that as far as what that, what that's like. So I, so I, so I replied back and I says, I said, thank you for sharing this. I said, you have no idea how much this means to me. If you'll let me, I'll do my best to answer some of these things. I said, first of all, I love you more than anything. And my love and admiration has only gotten stronger over time. I said, you may be surprised at how much I agree with almost everything you said. I said, Joan and I have spent considerable time commiserating and talking about these things and what the church teaches and the enormous burden it places on our wives. Mm -hmm. I said, in fact, this is one of the issues we brought up recently in an interview with someone else. I said, I concluded a long time ago that the ban on birth control isn't the hard part. It's what the church says about what we must or must not do outside of that, whether it's M or other acts or something like that. I said, if it were up to me, I would only be intimate with you when you wanted. Mm -hmm. But in order to do that without going crazy, I'd either have to get a procedure or resort to other things that we're not supposed to do. Mm -hmm. I said, I feel trapped. I said, as you know from prior episodes, when it gets to be more than three days, guys enter this PMAS phase and our bodies won't let us think about anything else the longer it goes on. And all we want to do is just get some relief from that. I said, if I could ever do it without risking a pregnancy, I would do that for you. I mean, and I said, the longer it goes on, the more it feels like just trying to, like I said, all you're thinking about is getting getting relief from this. And I said, it's spreading water, you yeah. know, like. I said, it feels like the church gives us no choice. Abstinence and the lack of other outlets literally forces us to objectify you to some degree because it's the only way we can relieve this stupid pressure. I said, you know, these are the tasks that Joan and I really tackle and really feel are important to talk about because we understand how taxing this lifestyle is on you <laughs> and to a lesser degree on us men. The one point that really stuck out was just that it's a pure animal instinct and i would say that i think it's more a desire for intimacy than it is just an animal instinct because like the relief isn't uh it's just not the same you know when you're not with your wife like it's just so much better and there's just the connection i think that's the true desire just like you said when and this is in the other episode but just that you think about her during that time and there's a reason for that you know like that's there's a deep desire for connection 
and it's not it cannot be resolved by yourself and that is so it's less of an animal instinct as far as fulfilling like this pleasure and it's more of a desire for a deep connection with your wife and that's i think that is nearly an absolute truth especially for married men i you know and 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 i think we talked about this because so we we did go upstairs we talked about some of these things and just had an amazing amazing conversation like it was so crazy how freeing that conversation was to be able to talk and she was truly like coming to grips with this is not okay but it's not it's not like it's not the end of our marriage or anything like that this is just you know what i what i conveyed is like the longer it goes that you've been abstinent i said if you were intimate like two or three days later like the PMAS isn't there. And my desire is much, much more about, you know, being unified with you and doing that. I said, the longer you get out there, the more you're, you're focused on sort of that animal instinct of just trying to get released. That is is true. I I think it's harder to desire your, your wife for the connection, for the connection Mm -hmm. when, because of us, what we try to try to do as Catholics, we, can't get rid of that biological component and so i think the longer it goes on the more that the biology and you 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 sort of true thinking about your wife because of what she can do for you than wanting to desire her as a person and that is true you know it's been so long for me since because we have had an amazing few months of marriage that it i can't Forget what it was like to be in PMAS all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I can't believe that, you know. It, but it's true though. You're you're right. The longer it goes, the less you're looking at it as like this chance for connection and just more like this. It is more of an urge, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. And I that's a major complaint I have about this. And and we started talking about some other things too that Joan and I are gonna be um kind of working through in some of these future episodes but just so you know we started talking and she's like like so like literally is this all guys probably struggle with this from i'm saying yeah and if you know somebody that doesn't struggle with this or if you don't struggle with this or you know a priest that has overcome this when i have asked priests if they would, would be willing to discuss how they overcame it uh some of them gave me a look in their eyes that said they wanted to run so yeah. i'm just you know, I don't know. I don't know how easy it is to overcome. Totally. I, I think the only people you hear, I think of Christopher West, poor Christopher. I always have to use his name, but you know, he talks about how he used to have this habit and how he's recovered from that. So the only people out there that talk about this are people that proclaim that this was a habit they once had and they no longer deal with it. No one comes on and I says, like, I still deal with this. I would like to know what his recovery looks like. Yeah. What does that really look like? I my wife did say I would like to talk to his wife. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I agree. You, you know, wh- at some point it gets to be like I think it's you know the dictator in North Korea Kim Jong Un. Now he's hit like five thousand holes in one. Uh, you know, he, yeah, right. you know, like he has all these claims to fame that are obviously fake. Yeah, and I'm not saying it's fake, but I just wonder what his true recovery looks like. Does that just mean he doesn't look at porn anymore? I I think what what really what this whole horrible, horrible situation ended up doing is, you know, for my wife, she just could not relate to why you would, why, like, 
she's never had to deal with this. And, 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 you know, I think what's important is not that we normalize it and just be like the world and says, Hey, it's, it's perfectly fine. Do whatever you want, whatever. That's not what we're saying here. I agree with that too. It shouldn't be normalized, but it needs to be communicated. We need to normalize the discussion about it. It's in the catechism folks. Like it's okay to talk about this. It's okay to come out and say that it's something you struggle with or it's okay. If your husband says, or your priest or whatever says they struggle with it, it's okay. And it should be okay. And for us for, for so long, like I didn't realize what a major obstacle this was to our communication because of how much it consumed my time and my thought process and stuff not your time <laughs> thank you jonah it's really a very brief period yeah no the, the time the time i spent thinking about you know trying to like work through this but i don't know i mean i'm sure i'm sure there are rough patches ahead of us i'm, I'm but to just to be able to be okay in my broken state and and whatever i can't like just i can't even describe and you you've been here you've kind of been got ahead of me on this but i, I can't even describe how different it feels to have this behind us and out in the open and and just how freeing it is and how just like literally last night we just talked through this and it feels like it feels like we have a different marriage mm-hmm I agree. Like for us, this happened, uh, it must be like a few months ago or whatever. We had the talk about a similar talk. You know, she didn't catch me or anything. <laughs> You're a better at it than I am. Yeah, there's private places <laughs> without cameras. Um, <laughs> and, but that changed our entire relationship um, as far as we discussed what each other wanted, needed, uh, and just everything became amazing. Like, you know, I think that this is something that if you and your husband aren't intimate frequently, it's going to happen. He's hiding it and it just creates frustration on his part, which creates a lack of communication, which creates, you know, con you know, just conflict in marriage. At a bare minimum, if your husband is one of the superheroes that never, never has, never does this. He is enduring a great deal of like psychological and biological stress. He is carrying, he's carrying weight around on him and he's, he's just, he's distracted by it. He's going to be less able to give you attention and listen to you. The way uh, that you need to be listened to. Yeah. I mean, like the way that you desire to be listened to, I should say. And we're not even like, it's not here to like excuse guys for being slobs, but it's just, you just need to recognize that. This is an um, this is an enormous weight that he's going to carry out it on, and whether he's doing it or not, it like I said, this isn't a cure all. This doesn't do what intimacy does, but not at all. It's a just kind of a momentary, temporary relief, and um, like and for us, it was that communication which led to an increase in intimacy to like I would say a, a very frequent state, and that just changed everything, and like. It changed everything. And I don't know. I can't. Uh, it's difficult to explain how that all works together, but the intimacy fuels everything in your marriage in a way that I just don't understand. I don't know if these two doofuses can um, do this to our marriages. 
Yeah. So our marriage, so it was interesting for her that she found out that I carried that much weight for like 10 years. Like, and I went to confession every week, you know, for more than, yeah, I mean, yeah, for at least 10 years. And, um, just that I carried that much weight about, you know, with that. And, uh, just, there's a lot of suffering that goes with that. That's, you know, if we had talked about it earlier, it would be a lot easier. This should really just be a question in pre cana How often do you masturbate and tell your partner about it? Like, <laughs> it just bring it out in the open, you know? Oh, I just, yeah, I think it is. I think it would be a much more manageable problem if both sides know that it goes mm-hmm. on. Uh, don't do what we did. Like, where you suffer for years needlessly. 20 years. Like, I mean, Uh, yeah i mean man oh man this is preventable it's not this is not going to be a cure-all necessarily but my goodness i i i just can't imagine how it's it isn't going to be exponentially better now and i think that it those were issues in our marriage you know one and once you add communication and intimacy together you can talk through a lot of problems and talk through a lot of issues and uh it just makes everything more bearable and i don't know it's just like the key to marriage like those two components yeah i mean and if you need to do it like i did you have to create a horrifying experience for your life (laughs) everything else is going to seem like a cakewalk for her (laughs) so gosh anyway uh please take this uh share it I'm sure that if you if you have not had this discussion with your spouse, you need to have it. And if you are one of those rare people that neither neither of you have ever had any issue with this, we would love to hear from you. Absolutely, love to hear from you, because if if honestly, you know, because I have talked to a lot of people, and uh, you know, they don't come out in always frank terms like we discuss with each other. But there aren't many guys that don't fall into this group. You know, I and I don't know anybody, honestly. We'd love to hear from you. I mean, if you are, we we were gonna we're gonna analyze you. Like honestly, because there's uh you know, a lot of guys that I know when they are in church with their wife, they go to communion every time, but when they are alone, they don't go to communion. There's a reason for that. And we all know what it is. Yeah. Nobody wants to talk about it. So we're here to talk about it. Yep. So well, thank you, uh Jonah um probably haven't heard the last of this but we did want to do um kind of a part two resolution about it i'm um very happy now uh so anyway till next time everyone bye have a good one before i leave you tonight thank you so much for reviewing this podcast if you haven't please give it a five star if you've liked this episode and one last thing i want to mention to you if you're struggling with intimacy regarding your partner and you haven't booked a call, I don't know why you've waited this long, but it's okay because we're going to have a really amazing conversation when you do book a call, unless you want to stay where you are. Why haven't you booked a call? And the reason I'm asking you this question is because I'm missing out on meeting you and you're missing out because you're still sitting in this perpetual quicksand and not moving forward. So let's go. The worst thing that'll happen to you is you're going to walk away with three 
concrete ways to improve your relationship. So just email me at genie at lifelongloveandintimacy.com and I can't wait to talk to you. Have a great night, be sexy and have fun, and I'll meet you right back here. Bye now. Bye now.